Coming up at 6.30 on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Hello and welcome to this Thursday edition of SFM Sports Wrap. Uh, plenty of sport to talk about tonight and I'm delighted to say that we're going to be discussing, amongst other things, some athletics. I'm so looking forward to the uh, IAAF World Championships that uh, start tomorrow. Seven South Africans are going to be in action on the opening day. And I'll tell you what, we, uh, we're in for a really good chance in uh, events like the men's long jump where we've got... Three of the top jumpers in the world competing for South Africa, so it's not beyond the realms of possibility to see South Africa uh, sweep the podium, which would be an immense improvement from last uh, year's World Championships, uh, last uh, World Championships two years ago in uh, in China. When you consider that only three South Africans medaled and two of them are not back, not competing. Sunet Fulun and uh, Anasa Jobodwana, who so sensationally won bronze in the uh, men's 200 meter uh, two years ago, but Wade Funikark is back. So we're going to be discussing that. Uh, with um, with Manfred Seidler, athletics commentator and uh, reporter. Indeed, we'll be talking about the big story of the day, which uh, includes uh, Orlando Pirates making a couple of big decisions. Uh, Milutin Trudovic back in charge for a second stint at Pirates. And indeed, the uh, captain last season, Opomanisa, is out at the club. Uh, we'll also talk about the NBA Africa game. Uh, we'll catch up with Kita Motungulu, NBA Director of Basketball Operations, who's in the country ahead of uh, what is said to be an explosive and delightful weekend of, uh, of sport all across uh, South Africa. But indeed, in your uh, football news, uh, sports news, let's start off with some football. Let's confirm officially, Pirates have confirmed uh, Milutin Trudovic as head coach for a second stint. The Serbian coach was unveiled by the Buccaneers at a press conference earlier today, coming in as a replacement for Sheljonovic, who resigned last week, or this week rather. Meanwhile, Orlando Pirates have confirmed that Opa Manisa signed a three-year deal with the Epsa Premiership rivals Mamalodi Sundowns. Manisa, who was uh, recently stripped of the Bucks' captaincy following the club's disastrous 2016-2017 season, has agreed terms with the Brazilians. Rugby News, I can tell you that uh, Lions coach Johan Ackermann has named an unchanged 23-man team from the one that uh, beat the Hurricanes 44-29 last weekend for Saturday's Super Rugby final against the Crusaders. It'll be Ackermann's final game in charge of the Lions before he heads to Gloucester in England with uh, assistant coach Swayze de Brain set to take over. As head coach, kickoff at Ellis Park is scheduled for 4 o'clock this coming Saturday. Meanwhile, SA Rugby has thanked the government and Minister of Sport and Recreation to Lassen Nessi for uh, their support in providing the required financial guarantees to bring the Rugby World Cup to South Africa in 2023. The Cabinet approved a request for guarantees to the value of 2.7 billion rand, which was required from World Rugby as a prerequisite for hosting the uh, global showpiece. Cricket news, the fourth and final test between England and South Africa gets underway at Old Trafford in Manchester tomorrow. The hosts are leading the series 2-1. The series, though, has seen three wide-margin wins, with England drawing first blood with a 211-run win at Lords before South Africa squared things up with a 340-run victory at Nottingham. But last weekend, England went back in front following a 239-run hiding at the Oval. Athletics News, the biennial IAAF World Championships begin officially in London tomorrow evening. Seven South Africans are in action. The powerful trio of Luvan Manyonga, uh, Rushwa Sama and Zark Fisser will get things underway in the qualifying round of the men's long jump. That's at uh, 8.30 South African time, while Akani Simbin and uh, Tando Roto feature in the men's 100-meter heats. They start at uh, 20 past nine. Uh, Victor Hogan will also compete in the preliminary round of the men's discus that starts at quarter to ten. Now the first South African athlete to compete in the final will be Stephen Mokoka. He goes in the men's 10,000 metre that will be contested at uh, 20 past ten South African time. But also includes, of course, uh, double Olympic champion from uh, Rio, Mo Farah.
And just finally, I can mention in boxing for you, Ukraine's former world heavyweight champion Vladimir Klitschko has announced his retirement to uh, scupper any hopes of a November rematch against Britain's undisputed champion, uh, champ Anthony Joshua. The 41-year-old Klitschko, who won super heavyweight gold at the 1996 Atlanta Olympic Games, hangs up his gloves after a career that saw him reign as undisputed world champion from 2006 to 2015. And that's your sports news. SAFM Sports Wrap. SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Now, earlier today, a couple of big announcements out of the Orlando Pirate Camp. Firstly, they've appointed uh, Milutin Fedorovic as their new head coach, which has uh, been something in the offing and uh, <laughs> a lot of smoke in recent times. So, indeed, the fire has finally arrived. Uh, but the other announcement was the confirmation that Opa Onyisa is off to uh, former Absa Premiership uh, title holders, the current African champions, Mamalodi Sundowns, on a three-year deal. But uh, on the line, we've got uh, kickoffs respected uh, writer, reporter, Chad Clayt to take us through what actually transpired today and give us more on the uh, news stories. Chad, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Hi, Dwayne. Now, uh, obviously a big uh, press, press announcement by the, uh, the Buccaneers today, but uh, Micho, as he's uh, more commonly known, returns for a second stint at, at Pirates. Yeah, it's obviously something that's been in, in reports for, for a couple of weeks now. A lot of guys have been speculating. And again, the reports actually revealed uh, a lot more detail than than what we had actually received in the first place, and and now that he's confirmed, I think uh, all those are finally to bed, and and all the speculation wasn't in vain. So I think maybe uh, one of the worst kept secrets by the Iron, who we know often keeps his his best secrets uh, to himself, and as he revealed, I mean, Opoman agreeing to Mamelodi Sundowns. No, I don't think involves that one coming. Yeah, I, I'm, well, I tell you the timing of it as well. When everyone's focused on the coach, uh, I think is a really interesting one. But uh, Coach Trudovich, I mean, what did he have to say? I, I saw something uh, on social media about him saying he's got he had countless offers from various national teams, but he's he's here because he, he loves the team or he loves the challenge and wants to do something great after what he did with uh, with Uganda. What did he have to say about his appointment? I think he he feels like he's he tenure, he's short tenure of just seven months. I think. Um, Almost 11 years ago, uh, and he, he actually pointed out exactly how many months it's been since he he actually left Paris. Uh, he mentioned that it's 127 months, something that not every coach would keep track of, and, and for him to keep such details is obviously something close to his heart. Uh, he revealed the, the the nature of how the deal happened. He said um, when he actually parted ways uh, last week Saturday with with uh, Fufa, um, I and you gave him a call, and and it was something he just couldn't resist because it was something from uh, his football father, which is what he referred to to Koza as. And I definitely think he has uh, a really uh, close bond with Pirates. Uh, he definitely has a lot of love for the club and respect for the chairman. And uh, that shows, that obviously bodes well for, for his tenure now. He obviously speaks of, of how he's been 16 years on, on the African continent and the 10 years of work that he's done since he left Pirates is something... He, wants, he hopes to use uh, to his advantage now that he comes back and, and tries to help the club from, from what was its worst season uh, since uh, the, the inception of the PSL in 1994 last season. So I definitely feel there's a definite po- uh, positive sense of energy coming from him uh, and, and he just he looks forward to, to turning the club's fortunes around. 
Yeah, well, I look forward to seeing what he does because he has done some uh, great things since since leaving Pirates. Uh, yeah, you know, as you say, just uh, just over a decade ago, including qualifying Uganda for that historic place at this year's Africa Cup of Nations. But now, the other big story is obviously the uh, Open Manisa move. Now, I, I I believe there's a swap deal in in the offing here. What are Pirates looking for in return? And and to the point of Manisa actually moving. I mean, this was something that was touted a couple of years ago, Chait. Chad, <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, I think... Uh, it's, yeah, finally, it's finally I, happened, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I, I addressed the issue actually through the cover story I did with, with Kickoff, and he actually spoke about how he felt because uh, according to him, everything was done. He was on his way to Sundowns. He had agreed uh, personal terms and everything, and then Orlando Pirates obviously put a stop to the deal because they activated an option that... I think he, he he hadn't remembered about. So uh, he obviously that took a big toll on on his on his mentality and and just his happiness at the club. Uh, and we we've been seeing that for the past two years in the field. We haven't we've seen a shadow of the old Opa we know. Uh, the Opa everyone used to love and, and chant a that whenever he touched the ball. And uh, the, the fact that he's he's got the captain's arm and also doesn't seem to do much. And his form has just completely dipped and, and how people are asking to leave the club. And I think um, for him, it's obviously a great move. I think he knows, knows what lies ahead. He knows what Opa can do. And if, if anyone can get the, the old Opa back, it's definitely Pitsu Mosimane because we know he's a man-manager and, and he knows just what to say to, to get the best out of players and, and also his, his habit of, of turning players into a physical presence and, and just a a, a really uh, maximizing the potential uh, seen with the likes of Bongani Zungu and Keegan Dolly, Kama Bilyat. So uh, there's definitely a lot of hope and optimism around Opa's move to Sundowns. And uh, in terms of what Pirates could get back, uh, there's been murmurs around um, Asabella Mbakile, who's, who's one of the, the common names that have been mentioned. Uh, I've also heard Tianda Zwane um, and also Gele. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all three of which are uh, obviously not not uh, key members of, of Pitsu Musimane's uh, recent squad last season. Um, all of them have had uh, minimal game time. And Miguel uh, obviously went on loan. So um, I think it's definitely a win-win for both Pirates and, and Sundowns. We know the quality in Bekele offers. He's, he's versatile. He can play in the midfield and in the defense. Both areas where, where Pirates obviously lacking at, at, at this time. And then Sianda Zwan is another guy who brings a lot of energy and, and, and flair to, to the defense, the fullback. And uh, Mohakalodi Ngele is uh, obviously a promising attacker, someone who Gavin Hunt rates highly, and, and he was obviously disappointed that they couldn't retain him. Uh, so I think it, it could be actually a, a win-win situation for both clubs. Well, I think uh, I think this is a very interesting move and possibly one of the uh, biggest stories that we are going to see of the, uh, the, the the transfer window. But Chad Tate, thank you very much for your time this evening and uh, go go enjoy writing all those reports because I know you're going to have plenty of stories <laughs> in the coming days. I look yeah. forward to reading them. Thanks a lot, Ben, and a good evening to the listeners. Gospel Avenue brings you a dose of a spiritual experience into your home. Get to know your favorite celebrities through gospel music every Sunday as Kayam Tetwa takes you on an exclusive SABC One Sunday experience. This is our brand new show, Gospel Avenue, every Sunday at 9 a.m. on SABC One. Hashtag, be you with one.
SABC3 is offering you the chance to join us on an inspirational journey on board the luxurious MSC Sinfonia cruise ship. On the weekend of the 23rd to the 26th of February 2018, we'll be embarking from Durban and heading out to Portuguese Island on a truly incredible experience. Real Talk with Anele and Trending SA will be on board interviewing phenomenal guests who you'll have the once-in-a-lifetime chance to meet face-to-face. Plus, you'll have the unforgettable opportunity to attend sessions and talks by other top SA celebs and motivational speakers. From business, finance and politics, through to entertainment, the arts, sports and more. You can secure your place on board with a deposit of only 3,000 rand per cabin. And the sooner you book, the better the price. So book now to avoid disappointment. For bookings and more info, go to thejourneycruise.co.za. Don't be left behind. The Journey, brought to life by SABC3. SAFM Sports Wrap. SAFM South Africa's news and information leader. Now, let's talk about something uh, exciting and thrilling and indeed, oh, delighting for the fans that are going to uh, get out to uh, uh, the Ticket Pro Dome in uh, Johannesburg on August the 5th. That's this coming Saturday. NBA Africa game. Yes, it's uh, back in South Africa after uh, last year's success as well. And I'm delighted to say we've got somebody to tell us uh, more about it. Kita Matungulu of uh, the NBA, Director of Basketball Operations. Kita, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Good evening. Absolutely. Very exciting week. Now, I've got to ask you, I mean, what I've witnessed traveling around Africa in recent years has been nothing short of explosive growth of the sport on the continent. I mean, what is this game in terms of, in terms of your plans as NBA growing the game worldwide? Uh, for us, indeed, you know, uh, uh, growing the game, you know, the, the international expansion is very important. You know, so we probably the leaders of uh, expansions among all the U.S.-based sports, you know. So uh, it is key, you know, our followers are international. It is key for us to expand. We started in China. And uh, uh, more recently uh, in India, and we think that uh, uh, with the expansions, uh, those who are going to benefit the most are probably young Africans because uh, uh, the physical ability of young people on the continent are unbelievable. And, and, and with that, you know, we think uh, uh, the ability to uh, create an opportunity, uh, either development opportunity or that's going to have many families and many communities, you know, is critical to the development of uh, uh, Africa. Yeah, I tell you, uh, the, the number of uh, players of African heritage that are competing in the NBA at the moment is uh, is fantastic. It's certainly been growing, and, and there's, there's been a growing growing excitement in South Africa specifically uh, in recent years, in particular with uh, with the NBA. Uh, but 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 in terms of, of of what you've seen from reactions to the the NBA Africa game, are we likely to be in the years ahead? And I'm sure this might be an aim. See something like pre-season games happening here in uh, in South Africa or in Nigeria or in Kenya, for example, uh, like you've done with, as you say, China, uh, uh, India, and even parts of Europe? Um, uh, for us, you know, um, South Africa is a priority. It's one of the priority countries. You know, we recently uh, started uh, the uh, junior NBA Johannesburg, where we have uh, as many as 30 teams participating in this league, you know, young people from uh, in Ananda, we also have a very successful program in Royal Bafokang in the north, where uh, uh, this group uh, are actually leaders of uh, uh, GNBA program because it's been the first uh, globally. You know, uh, we wanted to start with grassroots activities, meaning uh, we think that the development of the programs of itself, we needed to make sure that every country in this continent, starting with the major one, have 
basketball programs. And these are grassroots programs. Hence, you know, from there moving up and uh, uh, to a level where we have uh, uh, um, uh, uh, games that are such as the African game, you know, such as global yeah. game. Because our, our, our opportunities on the market is to cover and blanket from the grassroots activities as well as, uh, uh, you know, uh, the global game or Africa game. The games that provide opportunity to major cities to, uh, to, in many ways, I'm trying to say to uh, to gain economically in terms of tourism, hotels, and so on. We think that uh, uh, many of the countries can benefit from that. Hence, I can say that uh, we anticipate uh, having global games uh, such as China and Europe are having here in Africa in, in years to come. Uh, but beyond that, though, I mean, it's not just a basketball thing, because I know there's a tie-in with the Nelson Mandela Foundation, with the uh, SOS Children's Villages. I know UNICEF is involved. I mean, uh, b- basketball without borders, obviously, has been visiting uh, South African shores now, going on, oh, it must be at least a dozen years, possibly more. Uh, so, so there's an even greater impact uh, and almost a sense of community about uh, involvement. Yes, that's correct. You get that correct, because uh, the bulk of the players that are coming here, most of them have foundations. They contribute directly to uh, uh, to their own communities, you know, starting in, the, in their own respective countries. You know, for this game, okay, we have, uh, 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 like you said, you know, uh, numerous recipients, you know, from SOS Villages, the Nelson Mandela Foundation that are benefiting to this. You know, we also want to make sure that uh, uh, we highlight, you know, the philanthropic work that many of the players in NBA are doing. Uh, this is uh, a pillar uh, of uh, uh, NBA uh, players' work. You know, and uh, we'd like to continue doing that, you know, both on and off the court. Now, let's talk about the game itself coming up on uh, on Saturday. Obviously, there's some uh, some great player lineups. I mentioned uh, Victor Ladipo. Of course, uh, we've got uh, Kyle Lowry. We've got Christoph Porzingis. Uh, you know, you've got some real heavyweights that have made their way out to, uh, to to South Africa. But the, you've got the Team Africa lineup made of, of, of players that have African heritage or are uh, African-born. Uh, Biombo's here. I know uh, Mujai is here. Uh, I think uh, Lul Deng is actually co-captain of the uh, the side as well, amongst others. Uh, is Serge Ibaka here again? I'm not uh, not entirely sure. That's it. The, there's, there's just such a great bunch of, uh, of players that have come out to represent Team Africa against World. But how competitively do they take it when they're representing... It, it, something beyond their club team, which is, or, or, or country, can I put it that way? Well, I, I can tell you now. <laughs> we had quite a good conversation with uh, the back of players. You know, I was talking to Bismarck Biombo, uh, who participated in the first game. He kept telling the rest of the players, "I said we absolutely have to win this year for Africa. We have to be successful for Africa." So, look, um, the bulk of the players are really uh, serious about this. You know, hence, for us, we, we find it very important to have uh, uh, very good players, players of qualities, uh, uh, and this happened outside the Olympic years. You know, last year, you may recall, we did not have the game, and this year we have the game because we want to have the best players participate in this. But most important, the bulk of the players that are participating in these games really want to come back on a continent First, you know, experience the continent, and many of them want to come back to the roots of the, the, the parents. You know, Tabo Sefolosa there is from a melody. Him himself, yeah. see himself as from a melody. He's very excited about doing that. Sergi Baka, who just spent the last uh, uh, three weeks doing coaching clinics and camp in both Kinshasa and Brazzaville, is very proud of this. What I need to tell you as well is very interesting. There's a couple of young people that have been 
that are playing in this game, that have been in this camp, we do a camp that's called Basketball Without Borders, currently uh, uh, happening uh, in four ways at American School. Okay, these include John Embiid, who was part of this camp, include Luke Bamute, who was part of this the first camp here in 2003, now uh, 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 playing for the Houston Rockets. So uh, we have guys that been part of this camp and now, you know, playing in the NBA. Don't forget Gogi Gang, who's yeah. uh, playing for the Timberwolves, who was part of the camp in 2009, competing and playing against uh, the lack of uh, Dwight Howard, and now they're competing together in the league. So it's a testimony of uh, uh, the, the program itself, what it does for this continent. Yeah, I think it's I think it's been superb. I, I I love it. I mean, there's so many names beyond a measure of Tunisia as well. Who's who's done amazing things. Uh, but I'm also looking forward to the uh, the, the world team. Dirk Nowitzki, uh, Porzingis, obviously. Uh, Kemba Walker's here. Uh, Demarcus Cousins, uh, I think, is, is is out here as well. I, I, I don't have the list of players in front of me, but in my mind, I'm going through it. But please, can I ask you, Kita, next year? Can you ask John Wall very nicely? to come out with the Washington Wizards man uh, I, I've never seen anybody block like John Wall <laughs> I assume that's your guy <laughs> hey man I, listen I have a Wizards number two jersey uh, look I, I love watching the Knicks and Porzingis I'm a big fan of his but, and, and Melo uh, you know I've got his jersey but, but John Wall when you watch him play live he is just something else that said the players that are going to be on court on Saturday are phenomenal to watch live and I just think uh, that's something that people do need to consider as well watching on television is completely different to watching at a game so I'm really hoping that people take the opportunity to get out and watch that's some correct. of the greatest stars but thank you very much. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And to your point, really to your point, you know, you're talking about John Wall being here. You have guys that play for Team USA that won uh, multiple Olympics. You know, you're talking about uh, Carl Lowry, you know, the Marcus Cousins, Andrew Drummond, you know, all these guys. You know, for me, Dirk uh, Nowitzki as an international player to stop this, you know. Uh, he sees Africa as home. You know, he's very excited to be here. They want to win the game. You know, I think it's going to be a very competitive game, but very much, much more entertaining as well. We also have stuff like the fan zone that's happening in Rosebank, where we invite fans to uh, register and meet uh, uh, all these players face to face. You know, the fan zone started today and goes on all the way until uh, 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 the game. So we invite all the fans to go there and meet the stars. You know, uh, face and take pictures and uh, have some games of basketball. I, I'm on my way after the show. On my way after the show, I believe even Terry Henry is here. So we really are going beyond beyond NBA like, as well. Terry Henry is actually at the fan zone as we speak. Ah, there we go. People are going to be rushing on over. Kita Matangula, <laughs> NBA's director of basketball operations. Thanks for your time this evening. And listen, have a fantastic, fantastic day on Saturday. All right, we look forward to see you at the game. Thank you. In the family, there's always the stubborn one. Meet Doris on the first season of Mubango every Friday at 9.30 on SABC2. SAFM Sports Wrap. SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Now, the biennial IAAF World Championships begin in London tomorrow, and I am over the moon excited. One of my favorite events, absolutely, is to just, just sit and watch as much athletics as I possibly can. Delighted to say we've got uh, athletics commentator, reporter, and a man with an extensive knowledge, Manfred Seidler, on the line to uh, give us a brief look at uh, South African athletes, indeed the championship in general. Uh, Matt, uh, Manfred, thanks for joining us. Good evening. 
Good evening, Dwayne. Always a pleasure. Now, let's talk about uh, reigning world champion, Wade Van Eekerk. Sensationally broke Michael Johnson's record at the, uh, the men's 400 meter in Rio. But what, what, what are you expecting him from this, uh, this year, considering that he's doing the 200-400 double? Well, it's quite intriguing because it'll be the first time that somebody, if he pulls it off, uh, has pulled it off since 1995. And in fact, it's the only mm. time somebody's actually ever endeavoured it since 1995, which was Michael Johnson. And we all know that Wade likes to take Michael Johnson's record. So yes. yeah, I suppose that's, an, it, that's a, a pretty good sign. Uh, look, I rate his chances. I mean, I, I think in the 400 meters, it's, it's his to lose. Uh, I think he's by far the best athlete uh, in the 400 meters that's, that we've seen for a long, long time, obviously with the world record, the world championship title, Olympic title. Um, and he does just seem to uh, be able to maintain, handle himself under, under, under pressure cooker situation. I mean, he proved that in Rio last year. But Fiona, of course, is a different story. He is, uh, uh, he, he's really fast, 19.84 seconds, South African record. You know, he's got this, uh, the speed endurance. Uh, the, the question, of course, is will he be able to handle the rounds, uh, the heats and the rounds and the semis and the finals of, of basically six races? And I think, I think he will. I think, uh, and you know, there was a press conference yesterday where he, uh, somebody asked him which which event are you most looking forward to, and he said, "Well, which event do you think I'm going to break the world record in? If I can break the you know break the world record in the 200, then that's going to that's what it's going to be." So he's very confident. There's absolutely no doubt, and we all know that Wade loves a challenge. So I reckon he's actually favourite for gold and bone events. And it would be great if there's a possibility of a Southern African double. Of course, Isaac McGuire has been doing brilliantly as well, particularly in the 400 in recent times. But um, talking about uh, incredible and indeed world leaders, Luba Manyonga, I mean, he's up on day one in the men's long jump preliminaries. But, uh, you know, I, I watch him and I just think that this is the best jumper I've seen since Carl Lewis. And for me, he's the guy that might go on and break Mike Powell's 895 and, and maybe even that magical nine-meter barrier. Am I, am I jumping the proverbial gun here? Well, I don't know if you've seen his, his hashtag or, or one of his uh, um, uh, comments on his Twitter handle. He basically says, uh, nine meters must fall. <laughs> he, f- he fully intends to break nine meters. He's been saying it this entire year that nine meters is going to go. Um, in fact, sooner rather than later, he is brimming with confidence. It's, he steps on that runway, and it's, and it's like, like Boris Becker used to say of Wimbledon Centre Court, this is my living room. Yeah. Uh, he's just an absolute phenom. And you're right, at comparisons to Mike Powell and Carl Lewis, no one has actually jumped that far since those days. Yeah. I mean, long jumping has been hovering on around 8.30. 8.30 has been a gold medal of late. You know, anything over 8.50, and, and you know, thanks for coming, that's the medal in the bag. So... When Yonga's in the shape of his life, he, he's, every competition he's entered in since he jumped 862 in, in March at the, the Harting Provincial Championships, um, he's gone over 860. You know, it, you can't, I wouldn't bet against him. Absolutely not. I, I reckon, you know, I mean, unless something is wrong or has gone wrong or he has a really, really off day, um, that's a gold medal I'd bank my house on. Okay, speaking about other gold medals here, two Olympic titles, two world titles, obviously setting a new South African record just over a week ago. Custer Semenya is a shoe-in for gold in the women's 800, but she's, she's trying to do a double. But is, do you get us at all a sense that she is ever going to try to go for what is the longest remaining world record in athletics? So uh, Kratochvila is 153.28. Look, the intriguing thing is I saw an interview with her the other day where she says she believes the 1500 meters is her better event and she prefers it to the 800 meters. And I was gobsmacked yeah. when she said that because of it, she's just been sounds, really lighting up the, like the, the way world with the 800 meters. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much. But, 
I, I'm a little bit concerned about her doing the double. It's probably a, a good time to try and do it and, and, and get into the into the groove or into the uh, thinking of it leading up to, to 2020, um, if that's the, the plan of doing an 8-1500 double. You know, this is a good time to be experimenting with it. But she's in the 1500-meter um, heat tomorrow, and she's up against uh, Genzeba de Baba in the first mm. heat. Um, my concern is that she's got a heat on Friday, a semi on Saturday, and I think the finals on Monday. Then on the Thursday, she goes into the 800-meter heats. Um, I'm not sure if she. I'm not sure if she's done the training for it because don't, we don't know if she's been prepping for this the whole time. Um, and you know, you've got some exceptionally fast ladies in that system. And you have Susan Hassan, Gonzalo Dibaba. Um, uh, Laura Muir, the, the, the British athlete, of course, everyone in, in the UK is going to be cheering for them. And, of course, Safe Kibiego, and, and they've all gone 355 or faster for the 59 meters and, and uh, uh, Custer's best is a 401. Having said that, she's never been in a race where uh, a sub-4 is on the cart. So I, I simply don't know if this is maybe a bitch too far, but like Wade, you wouldn't want to bet against Custer. You throw a challenge in her face and she comes back smiling, doesn't she? Yes. But look, I still reckon the, the 800 title is hers to lose. Um, it is going to be a little bit tighter than we thought after what I saw in, in, in the last Diamond League. Um, A.G. Well, Wilson of the, of the States coming through very strongly, and then Neon Saba was also coming through very strongly. That gap that we are so used to wasn't nearly as big as it has been in the past. So um, the 59 meters, if she's not careful, uh, they want to be the prophet of doom here, but it may actually come back to bite her. Uh, please don't say that. Please don't say that. So I'm not going to ask you about Akani Simbini in the men's hundred then. Uh, but I, I think it's great that the grass at least is pulled out. I'm hoping that there's going to be an extra, an extra something for uh, for Akani Simbini. But listen, time against this man for thanks for your time tonight and go and enjoy all the action of the IAAF World Champs that starts tomorrow. Thanks, man. SAFM Sports Wrap. Tell you, I just can't wait for the uh, athletics to start at, uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, oh, man, I tell you, there's some wonderful... Uh, and, and South African performances aside, bear in mind, it's still uh, Usain Bolt's uh, final uh, performance. It's going to be his farewell. Mo Farah's going for another distance double. Kendra Harrison uh, in the women's 100-meter uh, hurdles. I think that's going to be a fantastic race. She's going for a hurdles uh, world record after missing out on uh, Rio last year. And many, many more highlights beside. That's it. That's all we've got time for tonight. We encourage you to get in touch with us at uh, SAFM Radio on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you've got any questions or comments on the show, please uh, mail the executive producer, Cool Chick. You can use uh, sport at sfm.co.za. Now, Leda Mulo is up after the news of the talk shop and uh, more sport with uh, Channel Witten tomorrow on AM uh, Live. Brad Brown's in between 6.30 and 7 tomorrow. But from um, producer Siobhan Chetty and me, Dwayne DeLocker, have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.